Somebody steals from me, I cut off his hands. He offends me, cut off his tongue. He rises against me, cut off his head, stick it on a pike. Raise it high up so all in the streets can see. I reckon I'll help make no bacon. This is Sawborg Destructo, and you're listening to MHOJG Podcast. God damn, it's mouthful. Ah! Don't worry if you don't make it out alive. We'll give you your money back. Guaranteed. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me tonight is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Vernon Smith. That's me. What's up? Legendary. (laughs) (laughs) Legendary intro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we have an incredible guest tonight. He's uh, plays for Job for a Cowboy. He's Havoc, uh, Cephalic Carnage, um, everybody else. (laughs) Mr. Nick Shins. What's up, buddy? What up? What up? Man, What's thanks, up? thanks again for doing our show, man. Coming out here and uh, hanging with us for a little bit. For shizzle, man. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Of course. I appreciate it. Anytime. And uh, I will state this again like I did last uh, episode. Uh, if the sound sounds fucked up, I'm sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, we had some major, major uh, malfunctions going on over here at the studio. So. Bear with Wayne us. Wayne got his equipment repoed. Ah, yeah. Bear Not with us. Spills. Bear with <laughs> nice, us. The fucking dude. new board's coming. <laughs> got this shit from Renna Center. Yeah. Was the repo man scary or? <laughs> no, was he was kind? nice. He was kind of nice. He walked in and he was like, give me your shit. I was like, all right, dude, go ahead. Don't kill me, you know. I would I would have preferred it if it was like, uh, uh, what's his name from fucking the Mighty Ducks, but, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. oh, Emilio yeah. Estevez. Emilio. Yeah, or, or, Emilio Sheen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't think right? he claims that name. No, he never did claim the Sheen name. I don't think, unless he. I, th- I thought I remember maybe seeing something where he did it as a, as a goof, you know, one time. But um, yeah, but what? Because I was thinking, wait a second, was Estevez the family name or Sheen was the Hollywood name? And as yeah. Sheen's a Hollywood name, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 because that was his dad, too. Estes. Yeah, okay, cool. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Estevez. <laughs> yep, that's yep. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, Charlie Sheen's, like, alter ego. That's actually, like, a really sensible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes good decisions, drug yeah. free. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't get AIDS and give it to everybody. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, the good yeah. guy. <laughs> He doesn't live with porn stars when his kids are at his mom's house. Hard worker. He bangs bangs seven gram rocks, but he doesn't finish them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So you were just telling us, dude, you you, you guys had a shit ton of snow? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little uh, late storm. Usually in Colorado, we always get like a, a, the last two weeks of March. There's always some big, big uh, giant snowstorm that happens. And this one was like, uh, I think it was like the fourth in the last 25, 30 years. So like 21 inches. And um, but it's almost, you know, I'm looking outside the window right now. Streets bone dry. It's sunny. Nice as shit. It's going to be 60 uh, a couple days. So. We like the contrast here. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think uh, we would know what to do with real snow. No. I mean, dude, people that are out, I mean, that's the thing is like the media always sells it. And it's, you know, I mean, it, it's it's obviously a giant like push for consumerism always, you know, the fear. Of and go go stock up because it was straight up like, like, oh, man, a year ago, everybody was in the stores clearing the shelves to get toilet right. paper. And then this time it was like, just every, you know, just get food and everything like that. And you're kind of like despise it a little bit, but the amount of transplants from, from California yeah, um, that live here now, or just all other States, people that have never, you know, dri- had to dri- uh, drive in snow. Like I'm kind of okay with them overselling the storm and telling right. people to stay home because those people are, I mean, natives, don't get stuck for, you know, yeah. 90% of the time out here, we know how to drive and handle it. And so the people that don't, but they like, Oh, I bought a four, uh, you know, I got a four wheel drive. I got a Toyota, uh, four runner. So I'm invincible. <laughs> and then those are the people that fucking pile shit up and then it's swerving all over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just overconfidence in the vehicle without having the experience. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was nice to get a little bit. It's been so dry um this whole season and like they're pretty much already saying like no campfire summer again which just Uh, sucks you know camping uh, without a fire is so anytime we can get precipitation here even if it's a giant thing we're like bring it on man well you know what we would trade you guys for any time like we get participation precipitation we get participation from the clouds (laughs) all the time Get a, a, pre- a precipitation participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, in fact, it's storming now. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like it's fucking pouring down outside over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a magician used some prestidigitation over here. Some <laughs> exactly. Shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> you ever heard, my friend used to talk about prestacetation, where you could like, you know, somebody else makes a else fart. It's pretty cool. <laughs> 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 kind of like ventriloquism with your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Astr- astriloquism. 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 Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a completely it's new like a thing. Mate. Yeah, man. You, you know, everybody's got different things that they f- focus on in life and specialize. You know, like I, I have I have my degree in penmanship. You oh, know, nice. it's nice. $30,000 $30, degree. Um, <laughs> you know, to, and to uh, write you, can, pretty. you can write yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah, I minored. I minored in cursive. You know, Ooh, you know they don't even teach that anymore. I know it's just it's a secret language. That's it's, how you pass, pass messages uh, without millennials knowing how to read it. You know, dude, it yeah. blows me away that they don't teach that in school anymore. Like I, yeah, I'm fucking floored. Like oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, put a put like a a special message to get it. You know, there's like there's a hundred million. Bitcoins. I mean, there's a hundred bitcoins stored on a USB drive. All you got to do is drive this stick shift car. Yeah. <laughs> this location and it, the you know the 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 uh, address is written in cursive and they're boom. No, 
<laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, what I was going to say. Like, my, my wife's car is a standard, and it's like, I can just leave it unlocked, and it's fine. Like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no one will know how to. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to look yeah. at it going, what's this? Well, yeah, this thing's broken. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. One time we were down in Mexico, my girlfriend and I, and um, we rented a car, and we were driving from, like, Cancun and going around to all the cenotes. Because, you know, you can, like, you could go pay for the, you know, the, the big kind of resorty touristy ones, right. but there's hundreds and hundreds of free ones that are killer and you just rent a car and just do your own thing. So we were down there and we rented this, uh, rented a car. It was, you know, manual, no problem, whatever, just get, give me the cheapest one. Mm. And we, uh, we're going to this, uh, heading to this one cenote. And then all of a sudden I just got the, the, the nature call from hell, you know, it was like <laughs> super like aggressive turtle head, you know, and, um, aggressive, aggressive teenage mutant ninja turtle head. You know? and I was like, fuck. I, I was like, I gotta go right fucking now. But it was hilarious because we were like driving into this little inlet and I, I, got into this one spot that I was like, shit, uh, you know, got to back out of here. And I couldn't get the fucking thing in reverse. Uh, and I was like, fuck, I didn't get the insurance. You know, I was like, are they going to say, Oh, you know, was reverse broken in this thing? I didn't check it before I left the spot. <laughs> and that, you know, the gears all messed up or whatever the fuck. It was funny. It's just, there was this, and I like, couldn't call, get a hold of anybody there. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't put this car in reverse. Uh, but there was just one little, there was a, um, like a little pull tab. Like a little thing you pull up, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's yeah. how you get it. So it took me 45 minutes of figuring that out while, like, fighting the... F- fighting off the turtle, turtle head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> Raphael is scratching at the surface while you're trying to get yeah. the car up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was more of a Donatello. Vibe, I got you, but... got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying uh, Raphael because he was a little larger, so it was more of a like a you know. Was he? Was one. he a little bigger? Yeah, yeah. Raphael was like the enforcer, and uh, Donatello was more yeah, like he... the, the guy with the machines. But uh, Raph had the red mask, and you don't you don't want right. the red if you got a turtle head. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <That's true. laughs> Leonardo's a little more. Wait, that was blue. Well, blue. Nah. Yeah. Who was good? Yeah, I'm, I'm missing a primary color, I think. But yellow. Yeah, Mikey was orange. Oh, orange, orange. Orange, yeah. that's right. For, for pizza, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the party dude. <laughs> yeah. He was a party dude, man. Yeah. You, you, I would I always thought it'd be cool. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, did you guys hear the new version of the song? No. No. Do you know who's singing it? Mike, no. Mike Patton redid it. No! Oh, yeah, yeah, I did bro. see something with that. I didn't click it's on it, but I, yeah, fucking I see incredible. That. It's for a video oh. game. That is awesome. I'm yeah, way stoked then. Because yeah, I was like, uh, who's it going to be? Cardi yeah. B? No, 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 no. Yeah. Fucking Pat yeah. posted on his uh, on his website. On Wet ass website. turtles. Yeah, wet ass turtles. Wet ass turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. Uh, oh. Wet ass teenage ninja turtle pussy. Right. <laughs> oh God. The and is- as much as we're slamming it, we'd still all be walking around with that fucking thing in our heads. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got that wet ass ninja turtle. <laughs> I feel like it'd be cool to like. I always thought it'd be cool if like there was like a like an adult version of the show. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and maybe like the the um, you know the the ninety one version of the guys, the animatronic ones. Right. That, that, to me, that was the best. You know, live live versions of it, yeah. and then 
but it's the adult version where like you know fucking michelangelo is like a brutal cokehead because he's like the party dude yeah you know and i'm just like i I feel like that would be a fun little spinoff because everything that's come out post i'm just like oh yeah yeah well yeah they pushed it way kitty after the cartoon came out and um if they would have kept the line like the original comics it would have been way more brutal yeah 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 yeah. i never actually checked the comics out do they get pretty yeah, they're yeah, like the original indie ones. Yeah, they're yeah. really good, and the art is like really dark and gritty and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, sick! That's yeah, awesome. Good. I just, um, I was gonna say, I just saw, I just kind of started getting into a little bit of comics, which Ooh. I never have my whole life, besides like fucking Calvin and Hobbes. Right. But, uh, uh, the Bill and Ted comics. Really? I didn't. I yeah, didn't really put some out. Yeah, and there's there's a bunch of different guys, like a couple, you know, a bunch of different versions, obviously, like any other ones. I mean, there's uh, a couple that are fucking really sweet, really fun, really good humor, cool art, and the storylines are fucking phenomenal. That's cool. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've I've got this kind of like, uh, you know, so I work, you know, very closely with the the nuclear power trio yes. guys, and um, the the new uh, there's kind of that element kind of going on a little terminator right. slash bill and ted vibe where they're you know essentially uniting to the band to the for world peace nice. and so i kind of like revisited uh the bill and ted stuff to kind of get some uh, inspiration to feed the guys you know that's awesome and um <laughs> yeah and uh it was really cool just because watching three and i don't know if you guys saw three yet but I haven't no i haven't seen it yet Dude, I was so worried. I was so worried. I am too. That's because I, I was just like, it. yeah. And I think it's the best one, man. Really? Hmm. Yeah, dude. All right, like, cool. Super self-deprecating. You know, uh, um, really, like a lot of you know all the inside jokes and stuff. Like any sequel, they they got to try to recreate every little thing. But the way that they do it was really, really tasty. And right. you know, making fun of themselves, but like up to date. It's um, it's modernized or whatever, as far yeah. as like, you know, um, the whole kind of, uh, like it's, it's PC, but not in the way that's like shoving it down your throat, you know, like they right. did it right. They did it right. It's like really, it's fucking really cool and funny as fuck. And, um, uh-huh. I recommend that. But anyway, so I, I, like, I was like, that story's really cool. And then a couple of people are like, oh man, check out the, the comic books and to get some other ideas. Cause they go on all these crazy ass adventures. And it was it was some really 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 cool shit, dude. It's fun. Yeah, I'm about to look into the comics, man. I I didn't even know they had a comic book, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it new either. or is it an older book? There's some old ones and some new ones. There's one, the, the main dude that did the best ones, like the third incarnation is just about to release actually so i think he's like been kind of doing it in the last 10 years i think his is you know there's like two or three of them one of them's kind of a little hokier and the drawing's not as i don't like the the art as much i'll I'll have to uh, remember which one i I downloaded but it was also cool too because i was the first time checking out like the i think it's a comics comiXology i think right Um, yeah yeah and that's the first time checking that out which was like oh man this format like the ipad format is brilliant for that because it's it just it pulls each um, box up at a time and then you scroll, you know, you're swiping through. So it almost is rad that, you know, when you have the whole picture 
and like your brain is kind of subconsciously maybe seeing what happens in the next frame. Yeah. yeah. Uh It's like it insulates each individual frame and then there's a little cool animation to go to the next one. So I thought that was really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vernon, Vernon is actually a comic book artist. Oh, no. Oh, you know what? I just, hey, yes, dude. I just looked that up um, and I was really stoked on that. And I even was like, because we've been kind of like tossing the idea around of, 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 of doing, of bringing that element into to the Nuclear Power Trio guys. Oh, wow. Oh, that was cool. Uh, but I don't know any artists, so. Now you do. Hey, now you do. Here's <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of that, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck uh, yeah. Vernon's been, uh, Vernon, how long have you been doing comics, man? It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, off and on since like 08. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you are you using like digital? Um, yeah, just uh, switched to digital about like two years ago. Um, strictly on an iPad now. Okay. And, Sweet. Get the pencil, yeah. the Apple pencil or whatever. Oh yeah. Yep. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I because I, I I'd like kind of kind of like busted my wrist from like just going at it you know 10 hours a day for like a decade and yeah not really taking breaks and then i was like oh let me switch to this where it's like i don't have to actually push down to get more ink out of something blah 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 and, and like yeah i went i went to the apple store like hopped on it for like five minutes and was sold yeah <laughs> sick yeah <laughs> that's right and, and it's cool to just have everything condensed instead of like a whole studio of like just pages and supplies and stuff like it's like yeah it's right here if i'm in an airport i can i can do whatever i want like if i'm under a tree in a park i can do whatever i want yeah Um, yeah and everything is there with you anything you need to reference yeah that's kind of the cool side of like that whole like i i read books a lot and um Mm -hmm. i always loved traditional you know there's something about the tactile feel of the right Oh yeah, the pages and the, the, there's something oh, yeah. to it, but I just like on t- especially going on tour. I mean, I remember going on tour like 15 years ago, you know, right before there was a Kindle option or anything, and just like uh-huh. br- bringing four books, right. and my bag is just heavy as shit all the time because <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's like the practicality just out outweighs the loss of the tactile. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. sense of it you know and you're just like it's just too too convenient same shit yeah. see i mean cds you know it's like i still love cds and the concept same. of it and all that stuff but remember fucking cd books and dealing with all oh, that yeah. shit like <sighs> dude i, I remember mean, moving boxes of albums yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like oh, no, now i can just fathers. slide everything in my pocket yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. i like, still have in, in storage i have tons of cds and i'm just like same do i get rid of do i get rid of these or yeah my my wife always gives me shit because, you know, my wife's younger than I am. So she's like, why do we have all this shit? And I'm like, because, I mean, it's, that's how I had my movies. This is how I did my CD, you know, my albums. It wasn't like, I, you know. Yeah, she's, she's usually like, what is all this? <laughs> but, I mean, it's funny because I have an eight-foot <laughs> shelf in my house, and it's full of right. CDs. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. she's like, what the fuck? Where did these come from? I said... I've been listening to CDs since I was like 10, 11, right. you know, I, it, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. do you want me to do? Right. Yeah. A few years ago I was like driving around and like, you know, I was like plugging my phone or my iPod into the, with the aux cable, yeah. and my aux cable, like 
it broke and I couldn't find another one for a few days. So I'm driving around just with like a, the book of CDs. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so in-. like, I was such a baby. I was like, this is so inconvenient. I gotta like take this out. Uh, and, and I was even thinking like, hey, maybe if I got like a 10 disc changer installed and I'm like, that's, that's really what you're, you're thinking stupid instead of just going and getting another cable for your <laughs> right, thing. This right. is not, this isn't a, you're not cranking up like a Wurlitz or like this, is, you, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I, I, I remember writing a little post like four years ago or fuck eight years ago now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> what about, um, you know, I had like just gotten our new, it was job for cowboy and sun eater. I just got the first like copy sent from the label before it was coming out and stuff. Nice. And, cool. and I just like wrote this kind of like, you know, I was just lamenting the death of that era because yeah. there was, there is this like sort of intangible connection that happens with having a, the physical thing in your hand and having the artwork. And like, I think that there's been a slow, like degradation in the quality of the experience. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Of music in and of itself. Um, it was actually uh, touched on pretty well in this in this um, new Victor Wooten book um, called uh, "The Spirit of Music." And his mm-hmm. previous book is called "The Music Lesson." Really, really, really cool shit for anybody musicians or not to listen to and get a really like his take on music is just phenomenal. And yeah. uh, he's kind of going into it that like you know back in the in the day it was like you would have to either play music or go see somebody play music that's mm-hmm. in order to experience music it, you either had to go watch somebody creating it or create it yourself right a hundred percent you know that's that's the full all the tones all the vibrations all the natural full experience of music and then yeah with you know phonographs like you got this sort of degradation that happens so maybe that's like 75 percent right of mm-hmm. potential frequencies and then move into you know um, eight tracks and cassettes and you lose another you know 25 percent there then you go to cds which is you know i think it's 1400k per per uh uh the you know the wavelength that's recorded of right. information the music that's there then an mp3 is one tenth of that we you know we're at 128k and then um now you're getting down to streaming and, and you're getting further and further compression. So we're actually like literally getting less actual music. There's yeah, literal right. less frequencies happening, especially you look at auto tune, right. And, mm. um, rhythm quantization. And so, you know, you go back and listen to those singers from like when I grew up, like it was, you know, uh, Cobain and, and, and oh, Cornell yeah. and right. all these, and you're, you're listening to them. And like, I go back now and listen to it and they, I'm like, oh, this sounds, and it never did before. But you're like, this is he's out of he's out of pitch a little bit, you know. Right. right. But that was you didn't think about that back then. That was the human voice. Yeah. Now yeah. we're trained to just hear the perfect sine wave. Everything's perfect. You're literally missing all those kind of in inter ranges. And I think that, anyways, just tying back into that, that, that you know, music used to be an experience, an activity in and of itself. You know, your friends whether yeah. the new record would fucking come out. You know, either midnight releases or you know, Friday, whatever day it would come out, and you would sit around and listen to the record together and pass the yeah. liner around. And it was a, it was an event in and of itself. And now yeah. it's like a, a passive, you know, like I oh I listen to music when I'm at the gym or when I'm driving. Yeah, right. So something to do, you know. I, 
obviously, and that, man, you're uh, you're in our age group, obviously, because we right. all feel the same thing, and we all feel the same exact way. And, and it's it's an experience that I feel bad for my son, who's who's only five, will never get that experience to go into a music store and purchase his favorite record, and bring yep. it home and be able to look at this big, you know, incredible artwork and right. you know listen it through the entire album, you know, bit by bit. But now, or even even like not even going to it, like I was thinking of because I mean I, all my albums got like lost in Katrina, and so it's yeah. like yeah, my my daughter isn't gonna like I remember when I was a teenager, even though I was listening to like a bunch of punk music, I'd still go through like my parents' albums, like yeah. all their classic rock stuff, and it's like she's the the closest she might come is like she might find my iPod and just scroll <laughs> through things, but it's like you're not gonna be seeing like. You know, you pull out the record. Yeah, one side's got the liner notes. The other side's usually like a, a collage of photos right. of the band and stuff. Like, and, and really yeah, cool you just stuff. like, you know. and, yeah. and seeing even just like how they would always have like, uh, oh, thanks to, to these other like local punk bands. And it's like, oh, okay, that's how I can find out about other bands because right. there wasn't yep. like an internet that you'd be searching stuff up there. Exactly. No, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Sometimes we used to go to the record store and I, I, sometimes I would buy shit based off the art. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hands um, down. That is not going to happen. I mean, it's just, it's really significant. This whole digital thing has really significantly changed the way we experience it. And I don't know for the better. Besides the convenience aspect, which is kind of how we got on all this. Yes. It's, it's so, it is such a pain in the ass to deal with massive amounts of, actual physical material you know i got a 200 yeah. cd where's that cd oh left it at my buddy's house with right. this you don't have to you don't have to worry about that you've always got your shit with you but i think that we paid a price for it and like you said we know what that price was we paid for it and we can you know feel that difference but um the kids this next generation they they they're not they won't even know what they're missing so i guess you know yeah. ignorance is bliss cool but and i had I was going to say, I should throw away my iPad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, I guess if you can, can you still cultivate, is there a way to like keep that, um, or to, to, to reinvigorate that love and passion for the, the full, the, the more full experience of it, of, of listening to an entire record and following right. along lyric book and, and making the connection to that stuff is there a way to reinvigorate it and i, I guess you would say if you look at vinyl sales yeah. in the last four to set you know seven years they have gone up so maybe there is a little bit of the true connoisseurs that are that are willing to to dive deeper into the experience you know right right and you know it, yeah. it's up to us old heads to keep it live i think to be honest right. with you like yeah. you teach your kid to listen <clears throat> So what you know, whatever he likes, you listen to it. But I mean, it's just like experience the stuff. Just don't go and be this disposable fucking uh, generation that that's going on right now. Where you know, I just want to hear this one song. I don't give a shit about anything else. You know, it's like right. we we yep. couldn't do that. We had to listen to the whole record. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm not just gonna pick one song. You got to go buy the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or if like you're on the other side, if you're using cassettes, yeah, and it's like second track on the first side. Oh, you gotta fast forward it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing oh, that's getting big again too is cassettes. 
Yeah. But now, does it, have you found, like, as a musician who puts out albums that, well, maybe we don't have to put out a whole album? Like, if we've got, like, three, four songs that are just killer, and we can, we can just put those out, and it's not, like, and we can just put it out now. We, we, yeah. we make a song, we drop it, we, you know, maybe even shoot a video, we put that out, and it's, and it would be kind of like, the old old days where you know they'd put out a seven inch like put out a single right of yeah. just like you know fucking i want to hold your hand back with she loves you and and you just like you know do it that way instead of like oh we've got to we've got to get together like 10 songs we got to pitch them we got to record a demo like if if you can just do yeah mm. we've um actually in almost pretty much all my all my projects we've all talked about that that we actually almost kind of prefer it and and this thing if it's like you know four or five songs end up being unless you could write a really killer record and that's kind of like we've been kind of like thinking of keeping you know people's attention spans are so low anyways that we're mm-hmm. like i don't think anybody really wants to listen to more than 43 44 45 minutes uh for an album you know right. um so you know kind of make it half short and twice strong and um yeah. in that fact though even still you know you end up being like three or four of the songs are the best like the best and then you're like yeah right. and then the second half's whatever so we thought about that before like with with havoc we were like you know we wanted to get off the the label as quick as we can and then and then just go to eps right because it's it, you can do an ep like every year you yeah. know whereas in um full length you know it's pretty much every two years you would need the the time it takes to do that the effort the money all that side of it, it is a lot more um time efficient and, and mm-hmm. almost economical to do eps and so that that's a literally talks we've had they'd be like man it's kind of sweet and, and you know what's kind of cool about it too is that people don't hold shifts in style right um they don't hold you as accountable if they don't like it, if it's an EP, you know, like uh, yeah, okay. put a full length out. That's got some adventurous stuff compared to your previous shit. And people mm-hmm. go, Oh man, they, you know, this that new record, the direction they're going, blah, blah, blah. But when it's right. an EP, they're like, that's it's, there's a lot more openness to like variety. Oh, or, okay. Yes. You know, breaking away from your traditional style and um i think that that freedom that creative freedom is really cool too so that's kind of another little swing towards like yeah man fucking maybe just do eps labels aren't into them um because they say they traditionally underperform compared to it but i'm also like well but do you put in the same level of promotion that you put into an lp into the ep maybe it's you know sort of a uh you you know you, you put in half the the resources that you you put into a right. full length because you're like oh it's just an EP so you want to go all out on it it's like well maybe if you did it would sell as well and then you can yeah. put them out in uh, a lot shorter time spans instead of right. it, be like oh, for sure going to be always two years in between records or fourteen if you're Tool or something <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Tool man. Yeah, uh, dude. They, they, look, don't but and wrong. even those guys are great, but their fucking mm-hmm. fans are terrible. Well, you always, I always heard uh, there was you know rumors or whatever that that was. And I don't know, you know, if there's any justification to it, but that was sort of the reason for 
naming the band that. You know? No shit. <laughs> like, no shit. I just kind of thought about it. Maybe it was just something we came up with when we were tripping one time. But just like, just wait, Maynard's, kind of, Maynard's um, demeanor towards, or his, his, you could kind of tell his perception of of the average metal fan is mm-hmm. he doesn't have a very high opinion of them, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I think that would be kind of. I just think it'd be funny as shit that they were like, man, you go to a concert, you see all these fucking idiots walking around right like they're looking at these fucking tools walking around you know <laughs> have all these fucking guys walking around with a shirt that says tool on it i think it's kind of <laughs> the ultimate inside joke. yeah yeah i guess they wouldn't move a lot of product if they would have gone with the name douche as they originally were planning <laughs> i like that yeah, yeah. dude i i just want to tell you this man that i got on a personal note, you are one of the best bass players I've ever watched. I mean, I'm just seriously. Oh, thanks a lot. Fucking incredible, dude. I watched a couple of your videos recently and I was just like, man, fuck. <laughs> thanks, dude. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I'm just pulling it from pulling it from the dudes that I watched that were just like, you know, I'm just trying to can't really reinvent the wheel, you know, but you could put new rims on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Get some snow tires, I guess, if it's a blizzard. <laughs> but thank you, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I got to see uh, uh, Job for the Cowboy out here in New Orleans uh, once. Great uh-huh. show. Great show. It was at the House of Blues. Oh, uh, sweet. Um, and I got to see Cephalic Carnage at the House of Blues as well. Um, Sick. And let me tell you something, dude. Both bands were fucking incredible, of course. I, I, you know, I love watching. It was just, they both blew me away. Technically, just incredible. Uh, but Thank one you. thing that me and a friend of mine knows, uh, uh, my ex-drummer was with us when we went to see Cephalic play. Uh-huh. And Merriman on the drums, dude. Yeah. Bruh. We sitting there, and he, and he keeps, my friend Dave, you know, my old drummer, he's like, dude. I need to burn my drums. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Merriman was playing so fucking fast, dude. Like his, his glasses were sliding off his face. So he's playing, <laughs> and he's just like nonchalant as he's playing all these blast beats and doing all these rolls. He just takes one finger, pushes his glasses up, and just keeps going. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Yeah, yeah he was a, he's a, uh, I think he's, you know, and I've, I've gotten the, the pleasure and privilege of playing with some of the fucking most incredible metal drummers on the planet or over drummers overall, if you want to, you know, if you want to say so. But, um, and, uh, I think he's definitely probably easily one of the most underrated unknown, like f- natural phenomenons in drumming. Yeah. I think, you know, I've, I've really kind of bummed out that he didn't, um, dive deeper into promoting himself as a drummer you know he, he was never really into doing clinics or right uh anything like that it was always just about the band and I, I was like man I, you know i mean he's doing like remodeling work you know what i mean really yeah like i mean he hasn't drum you know he, he hasn't done anything in 10 years you know God. and it's, to me i'm just like that's one of the my big things is i'm like yeah everybody wants to you know, make it in uh, uh, music and get into a legacy band and be able to, you know, really make it 
you know, have a lot of money or at least have health insurance, you know? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, and so, you know, when you, in this vein, you know, it's like the aspiration is to get as big as like cannibal corpse or something, you know, something where you can, you can do this as a living and be able to, you know, build a retirement up some right. type of a retirement up as well. And I think that he just, kind of realized that like you know with cephalic anyways that we weren't going to be at cannibal corpse level and so you know was like you know in a life decision take care of your kids go doing something a little more or you know considerably more stable financially but that's you know one of my biggest like pet peeves about uh musicians that are uh incredibly naturally talented like really 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 amazing that just never quite figured out how to uh monetize it you know yeah. to, to a comfortable level because then you're just like what that dude's you know another buddy of mine's one of the fucking greatest bassists in the world and he lays carpet get the I'm just fuck like, man the that's fuck? sad you know? and yeah, I, I don't mean that as in like it's sad that that's what he does i mean it's sad right. that people don't recognize the not appreciate it and don't appreciate yeah. it you know what i'm saying it's like I, yeah. I try to convince my boss he's 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 uh almost 60 and he i've taken him to metal shows and, and different things like you've seen you know like behemoth and cannibal corpse live and 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 he respects the music and i always tell him like he always brings up these you know the greatest of all time drummers and guitar players and i'm like dude they're good don't get me wrong and they have great names but you see, these dudes, <laughs> these guys right. are the greatest of all time, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, the technical proficiency it takes to play, um, you know, extreme, you know, technical metal, technical death metal, yeah. black metal. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Even even the athleticism in it, you know? Like, some of you, you know what? Um, I don't know if you ever watched any of this guy's stuff, but he's the, the Sepultura drummer. Um, mm-hmm. the, the you, new guy or uh, Igor? Uh, Casa Grande, I think is his name. Um, holy shit, dude! I mean, just that's got to be like a five, six, seven thousand calorie burning set. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so that's like the thing is if people can kind of the same thing, you'd be like, you could pull up guys that are incredibly good drummers, big, big, big names, but like. Can any of those guys guys come close to playing half of you know yeah a Gojira a Gojira song or something you know right, what I mean like right yeah and and, and, but, and like yeah. I said I respect those dudes as as musicians you know but but to have someone tell me that oh you know John Bonham's the greatest drummer of all time I'm kind of like no not really he's great right. but he's not the greatest he's probably one of the greatest ever known right. But, you but, know, yeah, and that's one thing I kind of come in to learn different that there's, you know, for example, it's it's almost harder to play or I would say equally hard and takes the equal amount of training to play really slow oh, yeah. as it does play really fast because that internal rhythm, developing that internal rhythm is extremely difficult. You know, I mean, you take a lot of these metal guys can play, you know, probably my fucking self included can play, you know, hundred play a song at, at, that's 220 beats per minute. Right. Right. And then you're like, okay, slow it down and do it at 70 beats per minute. The same song. <laughs> and, 
play it. But will it sound good? Will it be rhythmically tight? A lot of times not, because that's a whole world in and of itself. You're playing the rests, you know, playing the space, letting the space get as much time, because, you know, most metal and rock musicians are, are have a strong tendency to rush. Um, so fills or, you know, little um, lead licks and solos and stuff, people have a, a general tendency to speed up because yeah. the adrenaline and stuff. So there is something to definitely be said about, you know, you know, Bonham or those old guys like that that like may not be technical in its its um, the actual amount of notes or the technicality of the fills, but that other side, you know, the technicality in rhythmic tightness yeah. and, and, and being rock fucking solid, you know. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. But. Yeah, it kind of seems like I don't know. Sometimes I'll be listening to something, and whether it's a musician or even a singer, just sometimes you can tell they're just uncomfortable with silence and yes. that it always just has to be, you know, it's like, and, and especially when you just hear it with singers who it's like, dude, you can, you don't have to have every second filled with a word and every verse. And the, the, it's like, yeah, you can just kind of let it, let it fill itself, you know? But then what will they do on stage, you know, for those parts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just figure out something to do with your hands for a few the seconds. Air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Drink, you know, you just you just point towards the crowd. I don't I don't know. Scratch your balls or take a sip of water. <laughs> something. Yeah, I think that's you know kind of something that I think most human beings sort of have more and more in today's society too. Is you know um, that if there's not some kind of noise ha- happening, background music, conversation, something, you know, like people. I think people in general are are afraid of silence, you know? Right. So maybe not everybody. I mean, there's definitely, you know, folks in Montana or Wyoming that are highly prefer that you don't speak to them. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, overall that maybe there may be something, some connection there to it, you know, that, but I, but you know, but I gotta, I, I need to say something there too, you know, mm. it's like, you're not letting the riff breathe, you know? Yeah. And I, I do, find that like even with this last job for cowboy record which is you know all the shit now too is on seven years i think but i was oh. super stoked on on what johnny did lyric both lyrically and then um with his his actual performance yeah. i mean it's like i i when i first read the lyrics after you know it, it was coming out because like i left the studio when he started doing vocals. So I never really saw what the lyrics were going to be until mm. I almost got the, got the CD. And I was like, Holy shit, that's it. I was like, that's all their, all the lyrics for that song. <laughs> on it. Cause most of the time it's just this whole, you know, it's just like the singers have logaria, you know, it's just diarrhea. Right. Wow. <laughs> Giant long fucking things. But I'm like, most of that's fat, you know, right. Just adding shit in there. Because just filler. Yeah. When it's like, it doesn't, you know, you can, you know, I was remember it's that it's, I pulled that quote earlier from, from, uh, Jizza from, from Liquid Swords, one of my favorite hip hop records. And it's oh, too many songs, weak rhymes is mad long, make it brief, son, half short, twice strong. Hell yeah. Right. It's kind of been one of my things is I'm like, you know, we, we, we fill things up with fat, too much fat. Just want the, just the cut. Just give me the lean cut, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is why the EPs can be better than the than the full lengths. Super true, man. I think there's another that's a whole another great 
perspective on on maybe why. I mean, some of my favorite works of artists are are, EP, are EPs. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I had one Alice in Chains record or one one release for an island or something, whatever that whole question. I think I'd probably pick Jar of Flies. You know. Yeah, it's, that's a great record. EP. It's an EP. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and um, that's happened with a bunch of my favorite bands, a lot of metal bands too. You know, I'd be like, man. EP is my favorite shit. Mm-hmm. Shorts, twenty minutes, and I want to I want to listen to it right after it's done because I'm like, yeah. enough. I got to right. play it. <laughs> instead of like, especially with technical death metal, you know, to where you're like, four, five, six songs in, and you're like, you know, it's just it's fatiguing. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, I was <clears throat> I was gonna say I liked uh, when. When we were growing up, I used to get the EPs from Metallica. Remember when they used to release the EPs for those? Yeah. I had Creeping Death. I had uh, Jump in the Fire EPs. Dude. Jump in the Shower. Yeah, Jump in the Shower. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jump in the Shower. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. No. That's fucking great. (laughs) No, but I mean, and, and, and then... I started really getting into the the singles and stuff when uh, I started getting into Mike Patton, because Patton would yeah. put out shit all the time, and it was just like, you know, you could get uh, there was an EP with what Easy was on it, and something else was on it too when when he was doing the for Faith More, mm-hmm. and uh, that was probably one of the best things they put out. Yeah, yeah. and it was only like four songs, you know, and I'm like, yeah. this is great. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, a bunch of the punk bands I was listening to were, were doing that. They would just put out seven inches with like four or five songs on them. Yeah. And they would, you know, s- still do the albums. But I mean, dude, like most of the Melvin shit that I had was just like just little little singles they would throw out every yeah. now and then. I was like, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool, too, because like with the with the seven inches, like you're getting still, way, you know, cooler and more artwork. Right, than with yeah. The- CD, you know, so it's like kind yeah. of, oh, yeah, that's a kind of cool idea. I might have to like, yeah, different colored vinyl and stuff. Yeah, we were gonna, um, the the nuclear power trio dudes were gonna press vinyl because we get keep getting hit up for it, but cool. um, we looked and like it's only like a literally like a buck more per per pressing to do a twelve inch than to do the oh. seven inch. Oh, so like even if you you know just to get that because I do think a lot of people buy, um. LPs, you know, I don't oh, yeah. know that many people that buy them and literally put them on a, a record player and, and listen that way. Uh, right. I know some people that do, but I think a lot of people buy it because you want like a you know more substantial piece of the art. Yeah, you know, it's a little CD book that's kind of you know it's something. It's better than like the little tiny thumbnail <laughs> in in Apple Music or Spotify. Right. <laughs> you know, like but you got twelve inches, you know. A vinyl is cool as shit. You know, you can right. frame it. It's like, it's art. It's art. You know, but yeah. You to it. But yeah, that's, do you, that's something to see. Do you guys remember when the CDs used to come in the big cardboard boxes? Yes, that's right. When I first started buying them, man, <laughs> dude, you was that not the coolest shit? Because I I used to cut the cardboard boxes and use that as a poster. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you ever go to the fair and uh, like you pop the pop the balloons <laughs> oh yeah and Beer. win the glass <laughs> yeah Fuck yeah a, dude. That's it. 
I, I, yeah. I had a few Iron Maiden ones from those uh, popping balloons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those, your things are sweet, dude. They are. They're, they're great. I wish I could yep. still find them. Yeah. We should make a company, man. Who is that big? What's <laughs> the one? What's the one company that's has been advertising in Rock? I think it's is it Rockabilia? I think it's Rockabilia. Rockabilia. Like all this, they've been. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like all the shirts and stuff. Yeah, you used to be able to order all your shirts from those dudes yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You know? BMI. Let's do it. We'll start a company where we make those cool from. ass uh, glasses. The mirrors, dude. Yeah, yeah the, the mirrors. <laughs> Oh people god! Have... The, yeah, I had a Motley Crue mirror when I was, when I was like in elementary shit. school, dude. It was yep. killer. <laughs> or if you could go to like go to Musicland or Sam Goody, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you know you could get band posters back then for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. try so to do that now. We... Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> posters are expensive now, but, dude. But, um, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I. I... Like you go to a show nowadays, and like if you want a merchandise, and I'm I'm saying this, you know, like I'll buy a band shirt here and there, but I'm not spending forty dollars on a t-shirt. No. Yeah, especially if it's like fucking shitty, you know, Gildan. Yeah, like the, right. <laughs> Cheap ass really shirts, hyper thick and uncomfortable, and the print and stuff. And you're like forty bucks. I know this cost, to, you know, three bucks to print. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, Come on, man. Thirty-seven dollars and and profit which is just kind of brutal you know what i mean but we would get those we would get the band posters from you know and then make uh book covers out of them for school that's uh, awesome you're so, <laughs> making your own because you could do them out of like the paper bags from right. the grocery store yeah but we started doing them with those with posters from music uh, music land or sam goody or whatever oh, they had those like kind of medium-sized ones that were perfect so then you I, get to i, I wish i was back stuff. in school so i can make those now yeah no <laughs> shit it's never it would too cost late. Cost me a hundred dollars just to make one. <laughs> yeah, hundred bucks. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, the, the good, man. Tell, tell these people where they can find your music. Oh God, yeah, we haven't, shit, we haven't, uh, we haven't, we haven't even started talking. <laughs> we haven't about promoted that. you at all. <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. Uh, yeah, so we've got um, pretty much. So my Instagram, I, I pretty much have a, all the bands linked off of there, you know, whatever. That's so it's Nick Shins, N-I-C-K-S-H-I-N-Z. Um, but the other uh, other stuff is, you know, I think it's at uh, JFAC official and then um, at Cephalic Carnage and then at uh, Nuclear Power Trio. That's pretty much across all the all the social platforms. Uh, and then I've got a YouTube I've got a YouTube channel where I have like kind of weirdo base video things that i do that's at, at nictions as well and, so and by the way those are really cool oh thanks man yeah man. yeah yeah i want to make more just uh it, so much work goes into it you know and like i i know that like for the people that dig them they're like way stoked that i do it but they don't, i don't get yeah. like a ton of response from it you know and there's no monetary you know oh, response no, yeah. for it it's like shit man 100 hours 120 hours of of work you know, but I mean, it, it's, I enjoy doing it and I get to make, you know, whatever the hell I want. It's weirdo shit. Right. That doesn't need to fit in any of my bands or anything like that. So I do, I, I need to, you know, bust out some more of that shit. You know, I, I have to say that like the name of this episode's got to be Nick Shins and the weirdo shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And I'll, I'll take that for sure, dude. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. Um, but and 
Speaking right, of weird shit, what exactly is Nuclear Power Trio? For uh, those that don't know. So Nuclear Power Trio is um is a band that um you know, like I said, I work really I work really closely uh with, with the three guys. So uh-huh. it's it's Vlad uh, uh-huh. and uh and Donnie and Kim. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and they're they're kind of uh they're, they're <laughs> world leaders that have ditched politics to um unite and 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 promote world peace through music instead of yeah. you know political and political agendas right because um, their names sound familiar um i mean I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh you know i mean it's these guys are kind of normally known for being you know uh outspoken yeah. Uh, maybe a little not bra- normally rock and roll types though right exactly yeah i mean they're a little braggadocious braggadocious you know that kind of stuff yeah. but uh you know some people you know they kind of get a bad rap you know yeah. and uh it's kind of cool because it's it's a it's a you know an alternate world where you know these these guys are using their power for for peace you know right. specifically it's instrumental so there's no confusion as to you know is this is this right or is this left or is this you know whatever the fuck it's just uh-huh. rock and roll peace music love happiness you know unite that's right and nice. uh, that's what it yeah, should be so, yeah exactly man yes yeah, so i get to work real close with vlad and and um sort of a base tech uh but he's a buddy too. He's a good, you know, I've yeah. really come to be the guy and I think, you know, he's a lot more, uh, balanced of an individual than, than the media portrays, you know? Okay. And he's been open to like any suggestions and, and helps yeah. help and tips yeah. that you've offered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I've shown him a couple techniques and he's shown me a lot. I mean, he's so, okay. well, so well versed in like so many things, man. I mean, judo, uh, hockey, <laughs> Ultralight, fishing, hunting. Um, Has he tried to poison you at all, or no? No, 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 no. no. Uh-uh. All right, no. nice. It's been That's very, good. very cordial and cool, and um, you know, I mean, I, I, I stay on his good side, you know, right. good. <laughs> which I think is in that position, you know, position of of power, you know. But uh, yeah, but nice guy though, man. Actually, oh, okay. Surprised, okay, man. That's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw that uh, you guys were gonna be touring, but then some of those got canceled. And now was was Donnie claiming that the tour was stolen from him? Yeah. Or um, you know, there were some, there were some, uh, there were some a lot of questions. You know what I mean? Okay, right. Was, <laughs> well, apparently, like uh, Dominion had gotten into. <laughs> Um, Ticketmaster, right? The concert <laughs> booking. <laughs> Tickets were actually all ticket purchasing was being handled by Dominion, oh. and uh, it kinda, it's just it got a little wonky. You know oh, I mean? Man, I'm not saying he's wrong, but you know, I, I, you, know, you I just want to ask the questions, yeah? Right, yeah, right. I, I think it's, I think it's important to be able to ask the question if you you know at least look into what happened with the ticket sales. <laughs> I don't object to at least looking into the record of what happened. <laughs> You know okay. that ship sailed, and uh, probably going to end up doing. I, you know, the, the latest talk was there was going to be some, you know, potential like uh, live stream action from the moon. Oh, oh okay. awesome! Wow. Guys, so you've 
you you probably need like a, a space force to help with that, but I'm sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, you can't let just one of the band members, you know, have to front the whole bill for shit. Right. right. So I think it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be a, a multinational thing. I don't know. They're talking with uh, fucking Elon to see if they can hitch a ride up that way. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and least, then, you know, keep them close. Yeah. Do you play? Do you, play, do, you know? Do they play in the suits? You know, like. Right. With the butt, you know, the you know the space helmets and stuff, or do you build like a like a pressurized stage? Yeah. Um, so a lot of logistics and stuff into doing that, but and obviously, you know, nobody also be there, so that's why it's <laughs> a, a live stream situation. So yeah. Well, it'd be really good social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm looking good forward enough. to it, man. I really hope it goes through. Yeah, yes. yeah. I think I think you know. There's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Um, you know, I mean, everybody's body's a little different uh, as far as the handling stress and mm-hmm. pressure, and, and uh, I think that plays into how well you handle getting through the Van Allen belts right. and, <laughs> and that kind of shit. But uh, you know, with the resources the guys have, and um, I think it's doable. And it's it's sort of like you know, you don't do it because it's easy. You do it because it's hard. Right. right, exactly. Uh, old JFK said, you know what I mean? So they kind of are trying to adopt that that shit. And speaking of, of moon stuff, man, uh, there's a show called For All Mankind. <gasps> I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's on Apple, right? It's epic, man. Uh, okay. Really, really, really well done. Um, it's one of the guys from uh, Battle, or the guy from Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. one of the writers, and then one of the astronauts that was on ISS for like two years. Wow. Cool. And they put it, they put it, put it together. It's this alternate storyline. It's like an alternate path. Oh yeah. It's like if the Russians got there right. first, right? right. Yeah. 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 And then that race were to continue and where we, nice. you know, it's really, really, really well done. It's really cool. And they um, nail all the details. Cause like I watched, um, right after it, we watched Apollo 11, uh-huh. which was, documentary that came out in uh i think it was end of 2019 beginning of 2020 nice all this 65 millimeter footage from the uh, apollo 11 mission that you've never seen before and to me it like finally completely totally nail in the coffin like this shit is all fucking happen for real like any like moon landing deniers i'd be like watch (laughs) there's footage all of it you know (laughs) And, uh, but I've I've found though that the people that you know don't believe the moon landing happened, they're usually experts in that field. <laughs> yes, they are. So it's it's like I mean these are these are NASA scientists that Flat are debating Earthers, this. Man. They're yeah, they're they're not just dummies on the internet. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean I think there's some like thing where it's after you've watched, I think it was like I think it's like a three tier setup where like if you've watched ten videos on it. Mm-hmm. You get like um, your associates, and then twenty videos, <laughs> fifty to to have answers in whatever said topic is, which is a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We got, we got honorary PhD or honorary master's degree uh, epidemiologists nowadays, mm-hmm. right? All kinds of you know professions. That are it's it's great to have all these experts. Yeah, and, and and it has to be one-sided videos that you watch because right. you don't yeah. want to confuse your brain with 
you know, oh, Facts. but here's things that could, <laughs> you, right. you know, for the well, other side's argument. No. Exactly. You, you just... Well, people like cherries, you know? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they do like to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. That's awesome, oh, man. Fuck. That's been really cool. And then another show, uh, my brother turned me on to, he heard about it from Tom Segura, um, zero, zero, zero. I don't know uh, that. I heard one. of that one. Amazon Prime, dude, gotta do it. Like, super brutal, awesome cartel, mafia, but it's gotta be like, it's gotta be 10 million bucks an episode. It is really? so well done. Super, super brutal. Only okay. eight episodes. I don't, I don't know if there'll be another season or not, but it's highly, highly recommended if you guys need some new content. Yeah, I need to yeah, check that I'd, out, dude. I haven't watched this shit in a while. I went back I'm, and started I'm watching um, Warehouse 13. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, but we had no? uh, we had um, one of the stars from it on the show recently, and uh, and I had watched it before, but after talking to him, I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch the show again. And, man, it's such a good fucking show. It's basically about a, a warehouse where they store all these uh, cursed and, and holy items that, like, you would get from like an Indiana Jones movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they, they're these people that have to go out and get them from people that are using them wrong and shit. It's, it's really good. <laughs> What's, what, uh, what platform is that on? Uh, it's on prime prime. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Man, nice. prime's, got a lot, prime's got a lot of shit, man. A lot yeah, of sleeper do. fun. Um, I've been kind of watching like finding like kind of hokey campy shit. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. real light. You know, to kind of go in between the serious, badass, you know, series or movies or whatever. Yeah. And um, I found one the other night that was actually pretty freaking fun. The old Jesse Eisenberg kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, uh, American Ultra. I didn't watch that, but I heard it was really oh. funny. Dude, it's, it's great. It's great fun. Um, That's okay. a comic book it's, movie. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. It does have that. That's right. And it's it's just, you know. This stoner that is like a sleeper MK Ultra, um, it's 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 really fun. <laughs> Gratuitous violence, like it's it's bad and, and funny, self-deprecating, all the all the good things, man. Sweet. It's a good time. Nice, yeah. yeah I I just had to recently switch to doing a comedy after like doing three seasons of. Have either of y'all seen Handmaid's Tale? No, I watched <sighs> some of it. My my wife loves that show. Really, Dude, what it's it it's like okay, so super birth fun. rates <laughs> have declined ridiculously, and then like there's some kind of overthrow of the American government by like basically like a religious cult has taken over, and and they are just take all rights away from women. They use the ones that actually can have kids as like forced sex slave breeders, and you know second third class citizens and mm-hmm. and it's like I'm I'm sitting here and it's like dude I got a wife I got a daughter I've got like a mother I love and I'm just it's like my stomach is just in knots <laughs> like I'm like oh <laughs> like uh, it's it's just insane it's like you know like refugees are fleeing to Canada and it's like um and and like my wife has both the books like I got a second one for her birthday a couple of years ago and apparently the author said that all the fucked up things in this 
are things that have actually happened at some point throughout history and somewhere in the world, you know, and and it's, you know, some of it's just like kind of embellished and, you know, put into like the setting of America. But yeah, it's like all of it's based on actual shit. That's That's so crazy. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, it's like, I, I don't smoke and I don't drink anymore, but after each episode, like, I'm needing a cigarette and a shot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that shit's pretty hardcore. There was one uh, similar gnarly stuff, all the Lars von Trier stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super, super hardcore. I'm like, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, well, if we'll do, like, like the the Richard Ramirez thing on on, on Netflix or something. Yeah, we'll do, like, a a few, like, Maybe we'll do like a little run of stuff like that, you know, for like a week or two. And then it's like, all right, straight full week of nothing but dog movies. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. The dog movie run is, and we're almost going to do it again um, because there's, it feels so damn good after it, man. Like um, Togo. You ever seen Togo? No. No. Man, the raddest story and true, true life story. Um, this dog got like national, I think it was national geographics. Like, I think it was like animal of the century or something like that. Wow. Super, super, super cool story of this fucking badass dog up in Alaska. And there was this, um, uh, dicterious breakout or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't get, um, this was early 1900s. So, um, they had planes, but I, I wasn't sure if it was helicopters either, but they're like, storm is too bad this is the only way to go and get this serum, you know? Um, man, it's just a fucking rat story. Willem Dafoe. Oh, and yeah, he's good. Uh, uh, yeah. So we did that. And then like eight below and, um, iron will. Nice. Follow uh-huh. Just do like oh, yeah. nights of dog movies in a row, dude. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're good to go. <laughs> and we'll balance out all the, all the really, you know, all the murder. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I I used to really be into all that shit and then uh, once I had my kid, I was kind of like ah, I got to get away from that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it, you feel you feel dark once you watch <laughs> all of it, you know? Yeah, there's been some um I believe there are peer-reviewed studies as well that um watching violence or or, or murder on uh on television like um literally will lower your immune system's response oh jesus yeah it's actually like, it's like nice detrimental to like 10 10 percent decrease in your in your your body's immune system response no um, wonder i've been sick <laughs> <laughs> that's why i used to just saw like the first couple saw movies and then i was just like Dude, these are just fucking you know it's like it's cool and it's kind of like wow and it kind of satisfies that side of ourselves but yeah like, we're not getting anything long-term benefits from this shit you know right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really learned a lot it helped me later in life uh, yeah yeah i really know how to make these things that split your head open with a mask <laughs> yeah. well, it, it really helped my decision making process <laughs> right maybe it, it motivates you to, to get really fucking good at solving puzzles yeah it sure <laughs> the fuck does <laughs> but um but to that effect, though, there's a really good movie called um, The House That Jack Built. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Lars von Trier, and it's super hardcore. It's like, it's American Psycho-esque, you know? It's the yeah. same. Uh-huh. Right, it's with 
Matt Dillon. But it's nice. like it's like American Psycho is like uh you know high school and this is like a you know master's degree. Nice. Oh, wow. All right, yeah, we'll <laughs> check that out. Any line that they might have been afraid to step over with American Psycho, they just leap over with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even watch the director's cut because, like, you don't need to. Right. Like, you oh. know what? I, I watched the other one, and, and, like, I know where they would have gone with the director, where the director's cut probably went. Right. Like, no, I'm like, ah, I don't need to go there. I get where you're yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, man. There, there, there's a film. Uh, we were talking about Willem Dafoe. There's a film that he's yeah. in called um, Antichrist. That's, That's Lars von Trier. Yeah. You've, you've seen Antichrist? I have not seen it. Oh, dude. But I know it's another Lars von Trier movie. Fuck. Dude. It's, it's a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like it, man. It's good, but it's just it's out there. Like I've never seen a close up shot like that before. Just if you ever watch it, just remember for the close up. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, there was the, the one thing about the House of Jack built though that I, I really loved was it sort of did have a, um an under, underlying message. You know, it's basically like yeah. um Virgil from um what was it? Uh, yeah, in Dante's Inferno, um, Dante loved, or, uh, uh, who was that author? Whatever. Dante really loved, um, the Greek and Roman mythological stuff, like, yeah. you know, the Odyssey and that kind of stuff. I think it was the Aeonid, I think was the name of the story that this Virgil character was from. The he loved Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. And he put, but he put this character in... Dante's Inferno, this Virgil dude, and so Virgil is guiding uh, Matt Dillon's character, the serial killer. Nice. He's guiding him through his five most like pivotal kills as he, as as he's going down the seven uh, seven layers of hell. And uh, but it's it's really a movie about like art and violence and the tie between art and violence. So despite it being probably one of the most fucking hardcore, you know, visually graphic things, yeah. there's really cool, like, kind of underlying tie together to it that I, I think is better than you would find, you know, something you wouldn't find in, like, a saw or some shit. Right, like that. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty badass, man. Yeah. Well, dude, I I just want to say, man, thank you so much for doing this show, man. I, yeah. I, it yes. Was, it, was, it was a blast, dude, really. Yeah, yeah, I really had a lot of yeah. fun. Um, Great. Same here. So, dude, like I said, man, thank you again, and uh, you are you. so welcome yeah. to come back, dude. Like, cool, any, yeah. anytime you want to just come shoot the shit with us, you're always welcome. Cool, yeah, I would love to do it again, man. This Sweet. was a lot of fun, you guys. Sweet, man, cool, dude, appreciate we it. We can awesome. get some beers down here. In, uh, no. yep. Dude, whenever you want to come down, you come down, you let us know, we'll go party with you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Get some Danny and Clyde's. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> awesome. Scrump, oh boy. That's yep. it, buddy. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, thank you guys for joining us. I was your host, Wayne. I was your co-host, Fernan. And this, Nick. <laughs> and as always, guys, remember to keep
Are you talking with such sweet sorrow? Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Okay, then. That's it. Get the fuck 